Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and we're continuing our series on small business owners who are getting the move on. And our guest this week, well, she's got 46 numbers to upgrade your business in style. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Josette Koyamjian, the owner of Number 46. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you for having me. For visioneers who don't know who you are, who are you, and what is it that you do? My name is Josette Koyamjian, and I am the founder and stylist at Number 46, a sustainable wardrobe styling company. The reason we're here talking with Josette is because we've been getting a lot of questions from visioners just like you about what is fashion like post-COVID, especially in the business world. And Josette's got a really exciting business here because she's able to kill two birds with one stone. For visioners who are not all that familiar, first of all, your background is in design. You've been doing this for... 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so you know a thing or two about fashion. I do. The great thing is, is your, your style, your choice of fashion is not what's known as fast fashion. And for visioners who don't know what that is, explain to us what fast fashion is and how you're able to overcome that. Well, fast fashion is fashion that is uh, produced and um, thought of, produced, everything within a season. Mm. So it's going to, first of all, the runway shows happen, the fast fashion companies are busy knocking off styles um, that they feel are going to be the trendiest, and then they are produced, usually overseas, and then um, in stores, in a matter of sometimes as quickly as three months. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. That is a quick turnaround. Why is this such a bad thing? Fast fashion is oftentimes very inexpensive. Another word for cheap. Cheap. Yes. <laughs> very good, very good. It is, it's cheap, and um, we have to know if you're buying something that is cheap, then it was produced cheaply, mm. and, um, and then that causes so many problems for uh, people and for our environment because they're not, people aren't getting paid well, they're right. not in uh, safe and um, you know uh, the proper working conditions. We've had many stories of buildings collapsing um, like the one in Bangladesh. Right. Um, you know these things are affecting humans so something that I feel and I think most people would agree that fashion should be fun, um, is actually causing a lot of pain to both people and our environment. Because what ends up happening with that fast fashion, because it is made so poorly, it ends up falling apart before someone gets to wear it, um, you know, more than a few times. And then it ends up 
in our landfills. Right. And I know from personal experience, my wife has ordered some things online, and it's gotten to the point where even when they send the wrong thing, they don't even want you to send it back. Yeah. They want you just, they'll just send you another one, and then of course, what do you do with the old one? Exactly. Right. And, and they end up in the thrift store, but still, if something if it's not made well, then uh, it will eventually end up, if not in our landfills, in another country's landfills. Right. But the challenge is, and I know this from personal experience, that if you want quality clothing, mm -hmm. it's not hard to spend a thousand dollars and not even blink twice for something that's going to sustain, that's going to hold up. Right. How are you able to help business owners who don't necessarily have the ability to spend $1,000 on three shirts and two pairs of pants? How are you able to help them and still stay fashion forward? Well, there, are, there is so much available in our second, um, second-hand system that mm -hmm. we have. Mm -hmm. um, it would blow uh, it blows my mind, and I believe it would blow everyone's mind mm. how much is actually out there. And, um, and these items are sometimes very good quality. And because my background is in product development and trend forecasting, I have the skill set to be able to go out there and find things that I feel are going to last mm. that are even secondhand that may have been worn 30 times prior right. can also last another 30 wears. So that's usually the rule of thumb. You know, when you look and you go shopping, will this garment last 30 wears, mm. 30 washes? Right. And will I want to wear it? Is the trend, if it's, is it not too trendy, that I'm going to continue to want to wear it right. for more than 30 times? So I can find those items and then bring them to my clients at a fraction of the cost. So they're able to afford to have a, a beautiful wardrobe, a wardrobe that will work for their personality and their style uh, without having to spend the money that they would spend on it brand new. If you're watching this episode on YouTube, you'll notice that we are here in, in Josette's studio. And if you're listening to this program on the podcast, give us a description of, the, of your studio and what everything looks like. My studio is really for me. <laughs> sure. It's, it's, it is a studio, it is not a store. It is set up um, so that I can work in it and build my boxes and also have clients in. Mm. Um, so it is very inspirational to me. Mm. I do consider myself to be a creative person and uh, anyone who is out there, I think we're, we all have the ability to be creative and if, if we actually were more creative that we would probably be happier people. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like you know being able to be creative in this space helps me to be able to continue to be um, really useful to the clients that I serve right. because what I'm offering is something um, that they're not able to do for themselves because they're busy mm. solving their own business sure. problems sure, right sure. and issues so um, I mean it's it's my role to make sure that um, I create a space where where I'm creative so that I can continue to be creative for my clients so you'll see a lot of um, color a uh, lot of uh, 
references, like I have mood boards around of uh, clients that I've styled, whether it be celebrities or clients, um, everyday people that I that I help. Um, so I can look at them and be inspired by what I've done in the past and also continue to always be looking forward to doing new things and working with new people. So I just try to keep it as creative and as inspiring as possible. But you bring up something that's very important because for some of us, we cannot design fashion our way out of a paper bag. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's one of the things that you offer here because you dress both men and women, correct? Thank you. Yes. Those of us that are fashionably challenged, mm -hmm. what is it that you do to help us be fashion forward as it as it were and help us design a palette that we can wear every day and feel comfortable even though our fashion tastes are not very good. What I do is I educate people mm. and so uh, education is a very important part of what I do and when you work with me for some time you will learn it's just an automatic thing you know sure. you will learn um, the formula for putting together a look mm. for yourself. And it'll become easier. Now, whether you have time to do it or not is another thing, but you'll find maybe, you know, six months into working together that you're able to walk into a store and there's, you see the pattern, right. you know, of what, of what I've put together for you and what works, what you get compliments on, what you feel comfortable in, and what doesn't work. Mm. And you'll start to steer away from those those looks, those pieces that have been problematic for you in the past. Right. And you'll go towards those pieces that tend to work for you. Right. Whether it be a shape of a garment or colors that work that you always receive compliments on. Right. You know, a fabric that hangs right on you. Right. So I, a lot of what I do is to educate my clients um, into, you know, understanding not only what, what they choose, why they choose it as well because i mean it's not brain surgery it so. isn't for you because you've been doing this <laughs> yeah. for 30 years but it's something that everyone can learn right now not everyone has the time or the interest in right. learning and that's job security for me <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun to to see people you know even out and about or through a, a post on social media where they put a look together themselves and it fits what we've been working on together right. and how excited they are and how confident they are that they were able to do that for themselves. The holiday season is upon us and you have a subscription service. I do, I do. For visitors who aren't familiar with it, explain briefly what the process is, how they can, and how they can become a part of your subscription service. Yeah, well I have uh, a couple of different really fun things to gift, and the subscription, subscription service is one of them. Uh -huh. And I have a monthly clothing uh, subscription where you get a box full of curated secondhand vintage and some new items just depending on what's available what I find for that particular client that I'm styling for mm -hmm. so there's the monthly there's a quarterly and there's twice a year mm. there's also a designer box for somebody who wants to collect maybe some higher-end pieces so there there's something for everyone and those go out, they can be 
obviously mailed out across the country or I have a local pickup so there's no shipping fee sure and you can come and visit the studio and we can actually work together right then and there right. so if something doesn't work in the box we can exchange it right then and there nice. and for my clients who get delivered items um, you know I have clients in New York Philadelphia all around the country and those clients we work together through zoom and if they need me I'm available through text so I really try to be hands-on right. something doesn't work I always say it can't get more secondhand <laughs> so it's a wonderful a wonderful position for me to be in after being in retail my entire life right. to be able to always say yes to people uh, everything can be exchanged if it's something that I don't feel is worth the carbon uh, footprint to send back right. then I will ask them to gift it or donate it to their favorite charity and if visioneers want to get in touch with you mm -hmm. how do they do that I'm available through Instagram is uh, the social media that yep. I mostly work on and that is number 46 underscore and you spell out number yeah I do spell out number and U-M-B-E-R, and then the numbers, four and six, and then underscore. The website? Uh, the website is number46styling.com. Email? Email is stylist at number46.shop. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and leave a comment. In fact, the comment that we've got coming up in the next segment is how do you make your customer feel comfortable enough to give you the information you need to be able to help them the most? And so we'll answer that question plus several others when we go right back. Did you know it's that time of the year again? Tis the season for holiday portraits, family singles, couples, and even your pets. 5x7s, 8x10s, and holiday cards with envelopes. Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcraneportraits.com. That's redcraneportraits.com. I'm here with Josette Koyamjian, the owner of Number 46, and our visioner question comes from Jasmine who asks, I have a niche business and I'm having difficulty conveying to my customers that they are free to be themselves in order to get what they really want. What do you do to help them? Well, I always start when I work with a subscription client uh, with a a series of consultation questions mm -hmm. that I've developed over the years mm. and so um, and what are some of those questions that you use oh um, I mean as simple as you know what are your favorite colors what are your favorite colors to wear mm. um, and then as kind of complicated and maybe a bit um, psychological <laughs> as you know what are your favorite body parts to flaunt ah, you know so sure, it's right. it's that um asking that question mm -hmm. um kind of makes people stop and think because i think a lot of time we're thinking about what we don't like about ourselves mm. and so it opens up a conversation right. about what they do like ah. so i like to turn that on its side you know that right. that maybe negative perception that uh, that we can sometimes have about ourselves and body image mm -hmm. um, which is obviously a big part of what i do because right. i dress bodies <laughs> sure 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 so um so i i listen um another question i ask is you know like what would 
what would you like to see in your box? What would mm. be the per what would make you happy when right. you opened up your box? Uh, so those are the things I ask, um, as well as many other questions, as measurements and things like that. Right. Um, but listening uh, and not putting too much of my own input in or speaking for them, right. I find that. Once people feel comfortable right. sharing, right. that they oftentimes don't want to stop. <laughs> and that's a good thing. Sure, It sure. also builds trust right. to be heard. Right. And, um, and oftentimes, especially in this time of, you know, the pandemic and being alone, a lot of us, uh, more than usual, right. it is a chance for people to cut out and speak you know right. about themselves and share and um, just building a relationship is really important so I feel like in that way uh, if I truly listen and and even repeat back some of the things that they've told me and mm -hmm. kind of go through and if they're having trouble answering a question um, you know kind of uh, parroting back some of the things that they've said before uh, is uh, a con uh, confirming for them that I am actually listening. I am actually interested mm. in in discovering what their style is and not and not in in infusing my own. Right. Because that's not what it's about. It's right. about my client being comfortable in what they're wearing, not in what comfortable in what I'm putting on them right because it that won't last right and I it, I am obviously into sustainability right and which means that um, in order to sustain a client relationship I need to truly satisfy what their needs are so that's uh, I guess the answer to your question is to truly listen right and in that building a relationship will then help them feel comfortable to share. But there's a danger of going too far with that, mm -hmm. where you're extremely focused on the customer and what their needs is, or their needs are, I should say, and you get lost in your own personal style because you're trying to conform to what somebody else thinks of you or wants from you. How do you thread that needle? It's tricky. <laughs> okay, sure, right? <laughs> it's tricky, but what I have over the years learned is that people hire me because I'm me. And what I had to take a step back and look at is who are the people that I trust mm. and want to work with? They're unique. They're uniquely themselves. Right. And if I go and try to look like another stylist in the way I present myself, right. uh, work with a client, um, the way I style, then, then what makes them not just hire that stylist? Right. I know and I have to know that what I have to offer is different and, and I have a different point of view and be confident in the way that I style. Mm. And if I truly am passionate and good at what I do, then, it, then I can't do anything else but 
present that side of myself, which isn't the true me. And then magic happens. But it won't happen if I'm trying to be someone else. Because I'm not really being my true self. And the magic won't happen. And, and styling is one of those things, like an artistic, you know, expression where if I am putting something together, it doesn't always just come together like that. You know, I don't just clap or snap and there it is. Right. It's, it's being formulated in my mind. I'm thinking through it. I'm, I'm sleeping on it. I'm, you know, dreaming about it. I'm daydreaming about it. I'm gathering inspiration from things around me. I'm thinking about that person I'm styling when I'm not working with them. And when I start to pull clothes for them and start to think about how I'm going to dress them, especially in making the boxes, it really just comes together when I'm making the boxes. And sometimes I might have an idea that I completely abandon because it just didn't speak to me the way I thought it was going to right. when I put it in the box. So it's very much the way I build boxes is the very, very much the same way as when I style people. Got it. So it's that magic moment when they look in the mirror, when you've put something together and they look in the mirror and they like what they see. And their whole demeanor changes, their shoulders go back, they have confidence, they have a big smile, they feel good. Whatever it is that you that I see as a stylist, right. that's the moment and that's when you know you've nailed it. And I know what it looks like when I haven't and that's what I'm always trying to achieve. And I can't achieve that unless I've really been able to get them to share what it is that they really want. And we all want to feel comfortable in our skin, right. and we can't feel comfortable trying to be someone else. And we'll be right back. <laughs> the reason we're here talking with Josette is because of a visioner question that came from a visioner just like you. They reached out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and wanted to find out about the fashion post COVID and how can you make it unique to you and affordable. So if you've got a question, you've got a thought, something you'd like to learn about here on Small Business Celebration, reach out to us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. I'm here with Josette Koyamjian, the owner of Number 46, and our visioner question comes from Stephanie who asks, influencers can make or break a brand. How do you find the right influencers to move your brand forward? Well, I feel like my best influencers are my clients, mm -hmm. my happy clients. Right. And, um, you wouldn't want your unhappy clients. No, <laughs> no. They, they I, wouldn't, I don't think they would be the influencers. Um, not that I can even think of an unhappy client. <laughs> sure. It's a miracle, but then I've only been doing this for three years, so right. I'm sure that they're but out there. But you also owned your other business for 10 before right, that, so right. you, you, you I gen I generally, gen generally? Sure. <laughs> I gen, well, you know what? Let's just not say that word. <laughs> You're generally okay with that. Yeah, let's just not say that, <laughs> because for some reason I can't right now. Um, so. Those clients, I I love seeing them post things on social media, and then you know getting referrals from them because I feel like 
they're sending me clients like them, right. you know, maybe not style-wise, but just maybe, you know, in the, in the age group or whatever it is that are looking for the same thing, they have a great recommendation right. from somebody who's used the service. Sure. So uh, those, are the, those are the influencers that are the most Im important influencers for my business. And yet, and yet, mm -hmm. you have dressed numerous people for the Emmys. I have. For the Academy Awards. Yes. And one might argue that they are influencers in promoting your brand. I would say that they are um, more than influencers, they give, they give me credibility. Mm. And so, so, fortunately and unfortunately, I think that people um, give celebrities a lot of credit. Mm -hmm. And. Um, because they do, they are celebrities, right, and they sure. have a huge following usually, right. and um, they're stars. Let's face it; you know, right. everyone's uh, enamored by Hollywood, and so when they see that, they automatically think, "Wow, she's legitimate." You know, right. th this is legit. But this so. didn't happen overnight. No, it didn't happen overnight. And very briefly, give us the the road, because, like you, mad you. you just like you just mentioned, everybody's got this mystique about Hollywood. Right. And uh, for those of us that have worked in it for a few years, we know that there's no such thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's all just smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. Very attractive mirrors, but yes. uh, nonetheless. But <laughs> very attractive people. Very you go. Sometimes. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. It, but take us through, because for a lot of business owners, they, they look at their own business and they go, well, my business is not that special. And yet you turn around and you turn on the glamour of television and film and say, well, you know, if, if only, if only. Right. And yet through a lot of work and elbow grease on your end of it, you've gotten into that very glamorous state. Yes. Well, so the question is, how did that happen? Yeah, very briefly. Uh, I think that I just always uh, treat people the same. Mm. I try to treat everyone the same. Right. And I think that that is, uh, people get credit in my book based on their actions and their personality and, you know, my interactions with them. Right. And I think that works for a lot of people. So I think mm. it goes both ways. Right. And I try to be as genuine as possible. And um, no matter who I meet, I try to treat everyone the same. Right. I, I genuinely feel that way about people. Right. Um, and just because someone's a celebrity doesn't mean I'm going to treat them differently. Right. And I think that that's sometimes refreshing. Right. And I do, you know, make a point of being a lot of places and being out and about and networking. Ah, there it is. Yeah. So I think it's important to get out there. And even somebody who, like myself, is, you know, happier being at home. Uh, sure, <laughs> and sure. And maybe, you know, more of an introvert than an extrovert. Right. Um, that's why I work behind the scenes. Right, sure. Uh, but it's, it is something that um, has happened over time, and it's through connections. Mm. And I don't think we can do any of this alone. And I think that um, it's a very idealistic and um, just a false, a falsehood that right. we can do any of this alone. So we do need each other, mm -hmm. and 
and if you, uh, you know, it's not a very quick answer to your question, but right. uh, just being uh, very genuine and always getting yourself out there, even when it's uncomfortable. Mm. Finding someone that you connect with, right. that you can go and do these things with, um, and um, or if you do show up someplace, just you know, put your big boy pants on, big girl pants on, and just go and do it, even when it's uncomfortable. Even when you you'd just rather have to not show be up. there. Yeah, you just have to show up. Right. Right? Isn't sure. that what they say? Sure. So sure. it's just showing up. It's half of it. So trying to make a point of showing up and being places and doing things and not saying no, you know, saying yes more than I say no. Say yes and then figure it out on the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Fake it till you make it. But one of the things that has made your business what it is, is your ability as an introvert mm -hmm. to spend the time hunting and gathering and finding the fashion styles and the fashion pieces for your client base. And take us a little bit through that process that uh, all the world of introverts unite. <laughs> well, I do like to work alone. Right. Um, and I think that's something that I, in managing people over the years, have learned about myself. Mm. Um, I'm not, I don't have to force relationships. Mm. They either work or they don't work. Right. Uh, if I do end up hiring someone again, um, it will it will just have to work, right. you know? And it, it is, uh, especially being in a creative industry, um, it's very important how I feel going into something, right. if my energy isn't right, right, then I am not going to have a good experience, uh, and neither is anyone else. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> as much as I can try to fake it, <laughs> you know, I, I want to enjoy what I'm doing, right. and I think, you know, going out there and uh, hunting and thrifting and doing all those things is probably one of my favorite things to do, because right. I, I do it alone right. most of the time, and it is... Um, one of those things where it's like, you know, the other day I, I found a Christian Dior tunic um, in a thrift store, you know, bought it for, I think, $12, which um, was a little more than I usually spend in thrifting, but um, I, it just sort of called from, I, I saw the fabric was the first thing that I saw. It wasn't what I was hunting for, but I right. can, I, I said, just go look at it. <laughs> and so I went over there and found that it was Christian Dior and right. bought it and, you know, turned it, turned a profit on it and, and it was a success. So it's one of those things I have to be in the right headspace right. in what I'm doing. And it's very important to be in that headspace. Oftentimes I have to work alone. But here's the thing that I took from it yeah is that you were the reason you picked that Christian Dior piece mm -hmm. is you were personally shopping for one of your clients I was take us through that briefly because this is a service that you offer right. is personal shopping and what is it and why is it important well I think over the years what I discovered in getting compliments every time I would go out and wear something that was vintage or thrifted right. that I didn't spend hardly any money on right. and put together um, was that um, there was something there. Mm. There was a formula that I had. Right. And I started to really analyze it and think, how can I do this for others? Why can't everyone feel like this? 
Right. It's great to get a compliment. Sure. Right? It's it affirms what we are doing. Right. Whether it be getting dressed or running a business. Sure. So um, I I really take that with me when I go out there to dress someone. So the service that I started to offer is this personal shopping service mm -hmm. where I can go and take what I know mm -hmm. and do that for someone else. Mm. So one, they're just paying for my time right? and they're getting the price of an item at the price I pay for it. Wow. So they're paying for my service. Sure. Um, and so let's say they come to me and they say, I've got a $1,500 budget right. and, I, and I want a capsule wardrobe, which is, you know, maybe 30 pieces that I just interchange all year long. Sure. I build a mood board for them based on our consultation that we have. Right. And I do two mood boards. I do one and we kind of talk over it. Then I do some editing and I create another mood board, you know, tweaking it, the, the first one, right. to make it fit whatever feedback I got. And then we agree and then I go out and shop. And I say, okay, honestly, for what you want, this may take me three hours. Here's my hourly rate, so this is what it's going to cost. Do you have a total $1,500 budget, or do you have $1,500 plus my, hour, you know, my sure. rate? Sure. And then we go from there. So they walk away with maybe, maybe $1,500, but it sounds like a lot of money. Maybe it's only $500. Right. Maybe we're only going to do part of your capsule wardrobe. Maybe we're just going to do a fall wardrobe, right. or a winter wardrobe, mm -hmm. or a work wardrobe, mm. right? Sure. And and what people have found in that experience is they love everything that they have, right. which is one of my mottos. Sure. Love what you wear. Right. They love what they what they what they got in this personal shopping experience and they don't feel the need to go spend money on their own. Right. And the next time they want something new, they think twice about picking up something at Target or H&M or Macy's even, right. and taking that money instead and spending it with a personal shopper that actually solved a problem for them. And understands in, who they are. Understands who they are, right. solved a problem, took away all the stress that could be related to them shopping for themselves, and that they ended up actually spending way less money. And what they have in their wardrobe they're going to be able to have in their wardrobe for the next five, ten, maybe even twenty years. So, in the end, they're spending a lot less money, a lot less effort, and a lot less headache on their part. If it's a great service, I think. My clients think so too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if visioneers want to learn more about this service and you, how do they do that? Well, they can find me at number 46 underscore number spelled out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, also on Facebook with uh, the handle number 46 underscore and also through my website at number 46 and ooh, email? Start email. <laughs> oh, <laughs> email. Um, email is number 40 stylus at number 46 dot shop um, there's also info at number46.shop and then at my website, which is number46styling.com. 
Josette, this has been a privilege. Thank you very Thank much for you. joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Thank you, Michael. And I'll be right back with my final thought. Did you know it's that time of the year again? Tis the season for holiday portraits. Family, singles, couples, and even your pets. 5x7s, 8x10s, and holiday cards with envelopes. Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcraneportraits.com. That's redcraneportraits.com. Sweat soil. The other day I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and I came across a visioneer who's showing all kinds of wonderful pictures of her vegetable garden harvest. And she was talking about how wonderful it was because all the work she had put in this past spring and summer and dealing with all the heat and sweat dripping off her brow and all the dirt and ick it took to grow these vegetables. But now, she's able to enjoy the fruits of her labor with her family and friends. And it got me to thinking, she had sweat soil, meaning sweat makes the soil wet. Wet soil helps germinate the seeds, which grow and grow. And now she has this beautiful, beautiful harvest and she's sharing it with family and friends. As we enjoy these coming holidays with our family and friends, remember what it took to get here. What is all of your sweat soil and what have you accomplished? I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Josette Koyanjman, the owner of Number 46, and I hope you learned something that you could use to grow a strong and profitable business, and we'll see you here again next week. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.